All right. This is more comfortable. So <laughs> this episode is um, unofficially sponsored by, and by unofficially, I mean like I just kind of asked them if I could use their name and they were like, cool. And then I don't think they've listened to an episode of this podcast yet <laughs> since I've started doing it. But anyways, this episode is unofficially sponsored by Hidden Desires. They sell sex toys out of New York. And um, I haven't personally used any of them, but they seem like they are, uh, you know, in the package, original and shit like that. So you don't have to worry about that if that's something you're worried about. Um, They have an eBay page and they have uh, Instagram as well. Uh, Hidden underscore desires with a Z. So hidden desires. So, yeah, we'll start the show now. Yeah. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind, 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 mind. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind, 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 mind. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind. Welcome to Cluttered Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, or Marquise, if we're family, or Keese. There's like two people that call me Keese. Can't think of who it is off the top of my head, but we were in, we went to college together. Anyways, um, Cove if we're in the military together, or Covington if we're in the military together. Cove Daddy if you're doing karaoke with me. Um, what else? Yeah, I always forget one, but that I think that's about it. Um, pronouns are he him. If that's something you're interested in. My wife told me to start saying that, so I'm gonna keep saying it. That way we don't make uh, people who don't look like their pronouns feel like other. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, with me, I have... Celeste. <laughs> cool. Celeste Therapist. Yeah. Celeste Therapist. Cool. Where are you from? Uh, so I'm from Boston, uh, but I lived in Georgia for a couple of years. Cool. Yeah, I was in the military like you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I heard, uh, I found you on your episode of, uh, who was I listening to? Oh, Golden Deer Productions? Yeah, Connor. I was listening to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Bochy. Big Bochy. Which you apparently love saying that, and that's hilarious to me. <laughs> like, I saw, I follow you on Instagram, and like, you just like, you had this thing to where you just kept saying Big Bochy, and I, I was know. like, all right. I think it sounds kind of sexual. I think that's. Why. I mean, it, it does kind of sound sexual, I guess. Yeah, for, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are into the whole sex toy thing. That's probably. I, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's an unofficial. I want to say. I want to say I'm into me. it, but like, hey, you know, if that's what you need to get you going, and you know what I'm saying, get a Whatever big bochi. On you. <laughs> big bochi. Shout out to Big Bochi. Sorry, I wasn't at the, the big mass cast thing, yeah. but uh. You'll be at the next one. I'll go to the next one. Absolutely. I'm going to make yeah. sure it happens. Oh, shit. So, um, you're a therapist, obviously, because your name is Celeste Therapist. It is. And you're a podcaster as well. I am. And uh, an Instagrammer, uh, a wife, a mom. Yeah. I'm sure you're a daughter, because that's I how am. you got here. <laughs> yep. A sister. Yeah. An aunt. All I'm those, like everything. All those cool things. Yeah. That's what's up. How'd you get into, what made you 
want to be a therapist in the first place? Uh, so actually, um, I didn't grow up saying I wanted to be a therapist. Um, I actually thought, I remember, I'll tell you a quick story. I was in the um, hospital. Um, I was overwhelmed. They were, um, I had brought this car um, at Kia. I gave them $3,000 to put down. Mm. And um, like a month later, they was like, oh, the loan didn't go through. We need our car back. And but then, you gave him $3,000. Yeah, so my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, had crashed it. Insurance was um, going to, you know, fix it and stuff. But they took it and gave me a check for $200. So I was in the court fighting to get my money back. And in the meantime, I ended up in the hospital because my oxygen level dropped. I was 19. And then they did all these tests. And they, you know what they said to me? They was like, oh... Um, your test came back clear. Like maybe you should see, do you want to like, is there anything stressful happening? Do you want to talk to a therapist? And I ripped the IVL. I was like, these people think I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I definitely did not like know I wanted to be a therapist until I started working in the field. And, um, I just started talking to people and people would say like, thank you. Like they would thank me for talking to them. Mm. And I didn't know that I was helping them by talking to them. And I found out, like, um, at the place I worked at, it was a room, and this lady was a therapist. She just talked to people all day. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be a therapist one day, too. Uh, mainly because mainly cause I got so much shit to fix within myself. But also, like, I just I kind of have a similar thing to where people like to at least used to like to talk to me. Um, I don't, I'm not around people like that anymore, but people used to like to talk to me, and I, I uh, like to take pride in helping. So Yeah. Yeah. That's, good. that's pretty much what it is. Everybody's not built that way. My husband definitely does not want to talk to nobody. <laughs> but he has a podcast. <laughs> no, he's not. My husband's not a podcaster. Wait, who do, who do I think is a podcaster? He's a real estate agent. Real estate agents have to talk no, to people, right? I mean, yeah, but he doesn't. He would never want to like do it for a living. Yeah, that's craziness. Yeah. He doesn't like talking to people at all. Mm-mm. That's hilarious. I don't know. I I kind of like talking to people, but then like I get tired of it really fast. It's like a capacity, and I'm just like, okay, I have to go. So you just gotta know your balance. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I gotta figure that out. I need a therapist. <laughs> But <laughs> so, um, so we're gonna go ahead and do the shit in the socials. Um, so this week, I just so happened to start some shit on Facebook about spankings and corporal punishment, as they call it, as some people call it. See, it started because uh, somebody had posted something that said, um, somebody had posted something that said that, uh, spanking the era of spanking is over right and then the guy um he had said something to the effect of oh now the world's gonna go to shit and then i was just like why do you why do you say that and then it quick like neither him or me have kids so but then it became an argument with a bunch of people who did have kids i mean do have kids i don't think their kids died um what was like so, the gist of the I got you. I'm about to go look at it right now. I should have already had it pulled up. So, all right. So, basically, the post was from CNN that said the era of spanking is finally over. And then someone 
posted that on their Facebook and said, ha ha, and it's going to come right back. And then me being me, because I like to comment on things I see, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, but that's abuse, bro. And then he and I got into this discussion. So then um, it just, like, for example, he was just like, you know, some people need their ass beat. Like, people think, people that think it's abusive have bad kids that are entitled and think their behavior is okay. And I was like, no, I don't think that it's, like, that simple. But also, to to his... um. To his defense, like me just outright saying that, like spent all spanking and physical discipline is abuse is also a bit extreme. But like, <laughs> I only say that because, especially in the black community, um, we tend to think that there is no discipline without yes. physical. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like, what do you think about that as a, as a parent? <laughs> Like, yeah, as a, I mean, as a parent, so I used to get um, whippings with switches, mm-hmm, hankers, for sure, brooms. Yep. Um, I would never do that to my kids today. Did I feel like I was being abused during a time? No. Um, you know, in my case, it came. It was like warrant. When I say it was warranted, like I did something mm-hmm. wrong, um, and it was pretty extreme. But it wasn't to the point of. There are some people where they parents used to just beat them for no reason or right. or just like go in. Um, and I think in the black community, um, you know, kids are to be seen and not heard. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, all we know is physical abuse. And then we don't even realize a lot of our stress and the things that we're struggling with. We end up taking it out on our kids. Um, and so, like, even if I'm overwhelmed with if I'm overwhelmed on my own and my kid does something, I don't, I don't even like, I, I'll take a deep breath first. And I tell people all the time that you cannot, um, you cannot call yourself discipline and training your kids when you have your, when you have your stuff that you're not even doing for yourself. Right. Cause it all, it comes out, you know, whether it's in your relationship or with your kids. Um, do I do I spank my kids? I've tapped my kids, you know, like popped them. Um, is it a consistent treatment uh, form of treatment? No, maybe ten percent that, ninety percent. There's talking. There's taking something away. You know, are they spoiled entitled brats? Absolutely not. Right. Um, so there's a balance, right? Like there's a balance that a lot of people don't know how to have. Right. Um, so that's why you have this like all or nothing type of argument. Right. And I, and I definitely understand yeah. that. Like, cause once I, I kept having these things like back and forth with different parents and stuff. And of course the first thing they're like, Oh, you don't have a kid. So shut up. And I'm like, I get, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, I'm not attacking you as a parent. Uh-uh. What I'm saying is like, we've learned possibly the wrong way. For sure. Yeah, like, have. and like, like you'll get those people who will be like, oh, you know, like we learned it because we used to get, you know, beat by our masters and stuff. And I was like, I definitely think that there's something to that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that we've learned more so to, to scare our kids rather than to like teach them. Yeah. We're not prepared for, the, we're not right. prepared for society at all. Like, yeah. Like, and beating, like, I remember, um, like not, I don't think my mom said it. I'm pretty sure my mom didn't say it, but like I know parents who have said like, like 
I'm beating you because like society and like the world is going to be a lot worse. And like, if you don't listen to me, like you're not going to listen to anybody. And I was like, yeah, but that's not really teaching respect. That's not teaching understanding. It's just like, it's just teaching fear really. And it's like, it's not the same thing as like, does it work? I guess you could say it works, but it's not, it depends on the way, and and I've you know, like I said, I I got weapons and yeah, me too. I know people a lot. Who did. I was a piece of shit though, so like whatever. Right, <laughs> I know people who did too. So it's the way that it was done too, yeah. where there's a conversation, right? It's not just like, and it's the way that there are some um, weapons that are abusive, regardless sure. of whether or not it was warranted or not, right? Yeah. Like so, because like, if it's if it's out, that's the thing about it. Like if it's out of anger. Yeah. Like, you can't not say it's abuse. Yeah. Because, like, you can't... If you're angry at somebody and hit them, like, that, that's what that is. I don't even... Like, if I'm really angry with my with my kids, I don't even have a conversation with them until I calm down. But I right. have to realize, like, that I'm angry. And a lot, of pe- a lot of us don't understand that. Yeah, and, like, I see right? so many... Like, and it, it scares me to the point where I... Well, first, I don't want to have kids anyway. My wife doesn't either, so we're fine with oh, that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, right? Because it's like, it'd be awkward if she wanted kids, and I was like, nah, yeah. you, you can keep that shit. <laughs> but, like, but another part of it is because, like, I want to be sure that um, I would be able to handle how much patience it takes to teach yes. someone who knows nothing. Yeah. And, like, that's going to be frustrating. Yeah. It's going to, like, you're going to be angry sometimes. Yeah. You're going to want to hit a wall sometimes. But, like... That's not what your kid is for. <laughs> and that, like, that's pretty dope. Like somebody who knows nothing. I never thought about it that way. But you're absolutely right. Like yeah. you're showing them the way. And, and and so many times, you know, we are frustrated with them for things they don't know or for mistakes they made as if we weren't kids. Right. And it's the way our frustration plays out is just not fair to right. them. Because now they're growing up with this anxiety, with this depression and overwhelming because of the way that what happened in their household. And especially in the black community, we especially. don't address we don't address mental health. We just we just tell them like suck that shit up, keep moving. Like and like I feel bad cuz it's like I'm not t- like when I tell people this, of course, you know, they like to put the comparisons like, "Oh yeah, but all these white kids are shooting up schools and shit." I'm like, I'm not but it's not because they're not getting beat. <laughs> like, like, it's not because of that. Like there are other factors that Absolutely. go into it, and it's like, like people. I, I saw very quickly that people just will not accept that possibly they're not doing it the right way because it makes them feel like they don't care. And it's it's not about whether you care or not. It's just like, what do you mean the right way? Like disciplining their kids or teaching their kids, and of course, yeah. no one wants to be told how to take care of their kids. And it's the ego thing too, right? Yeah. Like once you you have it set in your mind, like this is the right way, and then it's you don't open up your mind to the possibility that maybe that's wrong. Maybe I can do it a different way, right? Like mm-hmm. so, it's a, it's definitely an ego thing. Yeah, feel for it. Like I get it. Well, I mean, yeah, just trying to help. <laughs> Like, you know, but yeah, that was, that was that part. So let that go. (laughs) It's nice to, I guess, hear from a parent that, um, kind of sees both sides of it. Cause you just, it's never like black or white, like with things, there's always in betweens there. And I think when it comes to the speaking part, there's definitely 
a, a middle ground, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I definitely do. But um, I think all we can do is what's best, what we feel is best for our kids, too, because there's no, like, there's no manual for life or right. parenting, right? right? Even parenting, there's a different different ways that people will present, like, do it this way and do it that way. So it depends. And every child's different, too, yeah. right? Like, Yeah, yeah, and that's... That's that's uh, that's the breaks. So the main topic that I wanted to talk to you about was, I guess, black therapy in general. Um, Cause like, like like we've already touched on a little bit. Like it's not a priority for black people to assess their mental health, and like you know that's what you do i'm not saying that you only do it with black people but at the same time like you are a black therapist so like basically like what's what do you think the importance is and like how you've been what you've been doing to uh as far as um therapy i think so i obviously at mental health is like super important Mm. um when I, so I, I uh, like you said, I have a podcast, but before my podcast, I would go on social media and go live and have this thing where people can ask me anything about mental health. And I started that because um, when I was working at a job and going to the emergency rooms, people like that looked like me would um, be coming in for all these different types of issues. And the moment I sat with them for like 30, 40 minutes, listened, gave them these tools, it was like, wow, I never, I never knew that. And these are people that are older than me. And I said to myself, like, this shouldn't be the case. Like, people... For sure. Like, the things that I said, it's like, for me, blinking my eyes. Like, it's it's, it's nothing, right? It, it's natural for me because I'm doing the work. And so I said, I got to tell the people. And I, I, I believe, like, the more we're educated about the way that our mental health affects us, like, overall, because literally everything starts in our mind... I feel like we can actually excel and do better and grow, right? Mm. Instead of feeling like we're stuck. Um, so I think it's it's literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like, especially with me, everything just, like, is crazy. But I think a big root to that is assessing how I deal with emotions and feelings and stuff like that, which I just tend to not do. Well, yeah, and you're, so, you know, I think black men, men have it hard. Black men have it harder because the way that society has trained you is that you're not supposed to show emotion, you're not supposed to cry, you're not supposed to be sad when all of those things are a part of being human. Yeah. Right? So, like, you just learn to smother it in and it stays inside. Yeah. Oh, man. And it doesn't go anywhere, right? And it has to it has to come out and manifest in some form. So in, in different ways, it's coming out that may not appear to be connected, but it is connected. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's good shit. It's good <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh man. So like, where where I was trying to think of the, like the best way to to wrap this up into one episode. So like, for example, what do you think? Or, I guess we could do it in a way to uh, kind of pinpoint in some very general things that we as black people need to kind of 
try to focus on within our own mental health and then like you could divulge some just information or tactics that would allow people to like start helping themselves here and there it, i mean obviously if you can get a therapist get a fucking therapist which yeah. I, I need to do that myself gotta get insurance shout out to tricare but um <laughs> like like besides yes go get a therapist like what are some things that we should kind of start assessing that we can assess ourselves if we yeah that's really good and i and i, I like so like obviously therapy is good right but i started my podcast because I, I when i went into private practice i realized how much therapy wasn't accessible for everybody mm. like money insurance just finding a good fit like all of those things come into play and then i i noticed people drop the ball it's like i can't find a therapist that means i can't get healed right. and i don't believe that to be true right, right. like um, I, I look at it like mental health in a holistic manner. So as far as like to answer your question, like what can we do? Um, number one, I think it's good to really understand like your faulty behaviors or the faulty, the ways that you think, the ways that you was raised, the traumas, like the things that affect you, like facing your reality. And I think that stops us in so many ways when we don't face our reality, when we try to pretend you know, so many of us only know substance use to get rid of some of our realities. And I say get rid of in quotation marks because you cannot get rid of what you've been exposed to. Right. Like you just can't. And um, when you really think about it, it's like, how do I how is it that I'm trying to like erase what's happened when my mind was there? Right. My yeah. mind was there. So, it, again, it, it is showing in different ways. So understanding like what the ways in which you're affected, how you're affected, um, and understand like some of your like coping mechanisms, mechanisms that may not, um, be the healthiest, right? There's, um, substance use, drug, sex, shopping, eating, like there are a lot of different things that we do to cope, you know, that's really, um, that's really, uh, acceptable in our culture right smoking is acceptable right and i don't think there's anything wrong with smoking weed but i do know that some people smoke it to the point where it causes them more like anxiety or paranoia um and it's only because they, they feel that they need it to cope because that's all they know right mm. so understanding like what are my ways in which i'm um I'm coping that are not helping me, right? It's some people smoke to the point where they stay isolated. Um, so like, and then kind of harm reduction, right? Like maybe like instead of smoking um, first thing in the morning, maybe I'll try to go for a run, right? Some of these unconventional ways that like I used to think, I was like, why white people always running? Like <laughs> I didn't realize like they was doing mental health shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like exercising and being out in nature, all those things actually give us a, a different type of energy that we're not used to. Cause the reality is, is like with black people, we don't really have the luxury or the time to like be just out there running anyways. Right. And it's kind of crazy. Cause like when you see somebody out, like you'll see somebody posting about being out in nature, like they seem a lot more interesting. Like yeah. if they're black, like they're like, wow, you're, that's yeah. really cool, man. Yeah. Like, it's like, but no, that's normal as fuck, yo. It is. We should be doing it. We should be doing it, right? And this is yeah. stuff that I'm learning as an adult. Yeah. And I'm like, there's that's not fair. Like, I, I wish I'd known this before, but so trying to replace some of those like faulty behaviors or the behaviors that like don't take us anywhere 
with something that's more healthier. And um, really like another thing, journaling is helpful, writing out what's inside. Again, what's inside, it needs to come out, right? Or else it starts to manifest in your body. It can manifest in a medical way, right? It manifests in the way that we grow, like literally. Um, so like really like trying to implement new behaviors and understanding that it's not going to happen overnight. So a lot of times people, you know, they try to go on a healthy path, especially like January 1st, you're going to see a lot of people, New Year, <laughs> sure, me, sure. right? And I, and just a caveat, like don't wait till January 1st to like, feel like you can, like you can start over today. Like you can like, but understanding that it's not going to happen overnight, like as we're trying to change we are introducing a foreign concept to my mind and my body. So even though I'm introducing a healthy way of living to my body, my body's going to reject it because it's so used to being in this like faulty way of living. So it's going to reject it. But the more you keep like that healthy routine, the more your body's gonna be like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's do it. Like, I guess we're going to be doing this healthy lifestyle and, and it starts to look different. Yeah. 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 See, good stuff <laughs> oh man like i i didn't uh automatically like have something to say after you were done <laughs> so okay. i was just like I was like yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah that's that's some good stuff so like so like from what what you observe from people like what what are the most the more harmful things that people do to cope and like that you could like because the because Cutting cold turkey, like things like that, don't really work, or does it? Or, um, so it can work. Um, it's not always successful. Um, but it's not impossible either. Like when people are like dealing with um, like a a person that, like in a let's just take a relationship where you're not like the main chick or the main person, and you're still going back and forth. It's hard to just cut that person off uh. cold turkey. So I'm always like. I'm not going to sit here and be like, don't, don't deal with them, but maybe don't answer that call right away. Don't answer that text, like little by little, like harm reduction is huge because you can like not answer that call or not call that person. And instead, when you're feeling a certain way, do something different. And then the more you start to implement that into your life, like for instance, like when in 2013, I was trying to lose weight. I had two had just had two kids and, um, I was going to the gym and going Burger Kings after, you know, getting that Waffa. <laughs> and I was getting that Waffa. And um, <laughs> and then I was, like, trying to figure out why I wasn't losing weight. And um, I was, I was like, the eating. I was like, oh, I got to eat, right? So I went and got mad greens. I was like, I'm about to yeah, do it. Yeah, just knew you was about to eat all that shit, right? I just shit, knew right? I was about to <laughs> eat it all. I couldn't pronounce half the shit. And, um, and it yeah. all went to waste. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Like, I do that so often. Like, I'll... Um, like I'll take a PT test. I'm like, damn. Like I gotta run more. And then like I'll run, like once every Sunday. And then like I'll, I'll swear up and down. I'm about to eat like mad like spinach and shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but so like, I realized like that wasn't gonna work. So what I started doing like in the mornings, I would have like oatmeal or a, a smoothie. Make me a smoothie. Little by little, I started implementing like healthy ways of eating and now I don't even eat fast food you know what I mean like now I just do it differently but I had to do it in increments right but there are some people who are wired like the way they're wired they put their mind to something like if they say I'm gonna stop um, smoking cigarettes they can stop smoking cigarettes like they're like that cold turkey thing can happen 
but it's everybody's not built that way. And it's crazy because like some for me, it's like it depends on the thing. Like, cause if I say I'm just not gonna drink all week, mm-hmm. I won't drink all week. And like, if I say like, oh, I smoke when I'm doing army stuff, and that's probably it. Like, I literally don't smoke uh, cigarettes. I mean, I don't smoke weed. I mean, I mean no, you but, can't smoke in the army. Right, <laughs> but like, even though a lot of people still do. Um, like, right, so I six, won't. Nine. <laughs> I said <a> lot. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Um. So like, so like, I won't do it. But then when it comes to like working out every day, I won't do that either. It's like I don't know. I don't understand how it's like some things you can just stop. Like, cause I enjoy drinking a lot, but at the same time, I think maybe it's because I've gotten super, super, super fucked up, and I I don't like how that feels yeah. the next day. Yeah. So like, it's kind of easier for me to be like. Nah, I don't want to do that. So I think, but. so, okay, so like when you talk about things like, for instance, working out, like that can help you in many different ways. And a lot of times the things that we need to do, um, we'll struggle with being consistent, right? That's more like, I think working out helps us live better, a healthier lifestyle. But if you had a nine to five, right? Yeah. And you had to wake up at six to catch the train or whatever, you don't, you wake, that alarm goes off at 5, 30, 6 o'clock and you don't feel like getting up, but you get up because surviving means I got to pay my bills, right? So it's not, so I think it's important to understand it's not that we cannot do it. I think that we don't push ourselves beyond what it feels like. And a lot of times that those things that we need to do that helps us live and not feel like we're surviving, I feel like we um, brush it off. We'll be like, I do it tomorrow, Right. I'll work out tomorrow. We come up with all these excuses, but you don't come up with an excuse not to get to your nine to five because you survive well. Right. We, yeah, are, we survive. Fair well. Enough. Yeah. OK. <laughs> OK. So something else just popped in my head. Um, so how do you what do you um, what would be your advice for somebody who and I only ask this because like I have a friend who had a friend that was going through this. So. What would you suggest for somebody who knows somebody who's thinking about suicide, but like maybe this person isn't like, like, it's not my best friend, but I just know that he's going through this. Like, what would you suggest for that? Because, you know, like in the military, like, I don't know if you've done this before, if you had to do this before this duty, but like I've been on suicide, like I've been a suicide watch for somebody Uh before. And that is like. It's kind of effective, but not really, because as soon as they're alone, it's just the same right, thing. Right. So, like, what would you suggest for this person? Like, hey, like, what they should say, how they can help, especially if they're not actually that close to this person. It's hard. I mean, if if uh, if it's somebody I'm not close to, it's hard to really like talk to that person in right. that way. Um, if if it's somebody that you're close with, um, listening is is huge. Um, encouraging them to um, seek support and also um, if you're close to somebody you getting that support too to help you deal with um, the person and and help you so that you're not getting entangled you're not getting all entangled in their emotions because that ends up happening especially if it's a spouse a kid a family member a friend Um, I think it's hard to kind of separate yourself Mm. um, because you end up losing yourself in the process of you end up doing more help trying to help the person more than the person wants to be helped. Um, so boundaries is, is going to be huge in, in that process when 
whether they're dealing with suicidal ideation or any kind of mental health struggles, it's hard um, when you love somebody. Um, but it's important to take care of yourself first um, so that you can be there to take care of them. Cool. Yeah. And like for a person dealing with depression or anxiety or things like that, um, outside of like the medicines that they have for it, what do you suggest for those things? Um, like I know it's not like a one trick right, it's thing, not like but a one at trick the same thing. time. But I think um, being honest with yourself, I tell people all the time, um, it's not about being honest with society, but being honest with myself. And I think for me, like when I, when I was able to be honest with myself, um, it changed my life, you know, um, because nobody can tell me otherwise. And, and I understand. So basically like what I talked about earlier, understanding your triggers, understanding the things that affect you, how it affected you and, um, understanding some of the faultiness in the ways that you've been doing things and like replacing them with different habits. Um, depression, usually with, um, anxiety, depression, like tends to go hand in hand There's rarely I'll see people with just anxiety, but I do see people with just depression and no anxiety, but a lot of times they go hand in hand and understanding being more in tune with yourself is huge, right? Like really understanding how depression plays in your life, how anxiety plays in your life. And a lot of times you want to escape like the moment, you Mm -hmm. know, like we want to just like work. Like I used to, I had struggled with depression when I was a teenager and um, I would have not, like as a teenager, I would have never said like, oh, Celeste, you're depressed. But I was always working. I was always in school. And then when I became um, like um, over 18, I started partying. So like all of those things were happening. So I was escaping my reality. So I wasn't really in the moment to really feel it until I finished school. Then I had some time on my hand, and then it's, that's when it start, I started to see it more. But if I was more in tune to myself, I could have seen it while I was doing it, but I didn't want to see it. And a lot of us don't want to see it. Mm. You know, we don't want to face our reality. Yeah. Fuck. It's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I I literally was about to say something, and I just fucking forgot. You should like so when, like when you do it. You should when you're you should like write yeah. your question. I, I literally like I should have been doing that because I was I kept looking at the, like the list and I was just like let me make sure okay what's happening sure. <laughs> and I wasn't typing so <clears throat> you know it's crazy what? um so I don't know you I'm I'm sure everybody has like your their different like um, body image issues and their different um. Uh, things that they're subconscious about, right? Absolutely. So, at the risk of making you feel weird, so um, there's this. What is it called? Like Forty Nights at Freddy's. Have you ever heard of that game? Mm-mm. I'm gonna look it up because, like, your uh, you have like your gaze and like the way your face is shaped. You look like this like scary uh teddy bear. <laughs> that, that. Oh, it's probably the eyes. My yeah, eyes. De- the eyes definitely yeah. a big part of it's it. I'm gonna eyes. show you though because it's it's Five Nights at Freddy's is what it's called, and like I just want you to see this pair because it's funny to me that like your gaze like reminds me of that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like obviously you're not terrifying, but what I'm saying is like, my gaze the way I look. Yeah, it's just like. Does it feel like I'm looking deep inside of you? <laughs> I think because I'm a therapist, you're probably subconscious about that. Oh, so I'm I'm putting that on too. Oh, oh absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> All right. Well, 
So what we're gonna do now is um, I asked you a while not a while ago. I asked you a couple an hour ago, I guess, what your favorite song was, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm gonna play that, and then I'm also gonna play um a song that I like that I kind of think is within the theme. So you said your favorite song, period. Like it's "Love Yours" by J Cole, mm-hmm. which I respect because that's a great fucking song, mm-hmm. and like I think uh, J Cole is an amazing rapper. I don't know him as a person, so I can't say he's an amazing person. But right. at the same time, you know, you can get a glimpse and just kind of s- see that he's probably a great guy. So um, we're gonna play this, and then we're gonna like we're gonna use these two songs as a light reset so we can take a break and uh we'll be back so i'm gonna start with love yours and then after love yours i'm gonna play um trapped in my mind by kid cuddy which i don't know if you've heard that before i don't think so a huge cuddy person okay yeah but it was great song kid cuddy's awesome so uh yeah this is love yours which is playing now i believe should be yep there we go It can't hear it. So oh, you can talk. okay, okay. Yeah. So you can also, kind of switch to the Bluetooth. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> Love yours. Fine, right? Love yours. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no such thing. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. Love yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing. No such thing. Heart beating fast. Let a nigga know that he alive. Fake niggas, mad snakes, snakes in the grass. Let a nigga know that he arrived. Don't be sleeping on your level, cause it's beauty in the struggle, nigga. Beauty in the struggle, nigga. So like, I do it for that. (laughs) It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words and listen to my signal of distress. I grew up in the city and know sometimes we had less compared to some of my niggas down the block. Man, we were blessed. And life can't be no fairy tale, no once upon a time. But I'd be goddamn if a nigga don't be trying. So tell me, mama, please, why you be drinking all the time? Cause all the pain he brought you still linger in your mind. Cause pain still lingers on mine <laughs> On the road to riches, listen, this is what you find The good news is, nigga, you came a long way The bad news is, nigga, you went the wrong way Think being no broke was better a life that's better than yours No such thing as a life that's better than yours Think being no broke was better life that's better than yours No such thing, thing, no such yeah. thing like, For what's money without happiness Or like uh, hard times without the people you love Though I'm not sure what's about to happen next I asked for strength from the Lord up above Cause I've been strong so far But I can feel my grip loosening Quick, do something before you lose it for good Get it back and use it for good And touch the people how you did like before I'm tired of living with demons Cause they always inviting more Think being broke was better Now I don't mean that phrase with no disrespect To all my niggas out there living in debt Cash and minimal like checks Turn on the TV, see a nigga Rolex And fantasize about a life with no stress I mean this shit sincerely And as a nigga who was once in your shoes Living with nothing to lose I hope one 
yeah, you hear me. Always gonna be a bigger okay. house somewhere, but nigga, feel me. Long as well, the people win okay, that motherfucker, so love you dearly. Like Always gonna be a whip that's better than the one you got. Always gonna be some clothes that's fresher than the ones you rock. Always gonna be a bitch that's better out there on the tours. But you ain't never gonna be happy till you love yours. Such thing is the life that's better than yours. Love yours. Such thing is the life that's better than yours. Love yours. Such thing is the life that's better than yours. Love yours. Such thing, no such thing. Heartbeating fast, let a nigga know that he alive. Fake niggas, mad snakes, snakes in the grass, let a nigga know that he arrived.
So yeah, that was uh, J. Cole and then Kid Cudi. So yeah, that's what that's what we both fuck with. She loves her some J. Cole, which duh, how could you not? Absolutely. You know, like so. Wait, so obviously you heard Revenge of the Dreamers three. Yes. What you think? I loved it. Right. It was different. What was your favorite song I on like that? Ari Lennox. Um, the self love one or like the um, the one with uh, I think it was self love. Self love was a good one. I like the other one better. The one with um, Lizzo. No, not Lizzo. The one with um, what's her name? Dreezy. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, I will in a second. <laughs> It's not remembering. No, but I think Self Love was my favorite one, though. Yeah, I like Self Love. It was cool. I love Ari. I think uh, the the other lady that was singing, her voice, something about it, like, is um, it's harsh. Uh, It's like I like it, but I. Oh okay. It's shrill almost. You're a music person, so you're like really. Yeah, I mean, but, but it was cool though, and like, but the one I'm talking about. That I really fucked with was uh, uh I'm stalling because it's loading slowly. Um, yeah, got me. That shit was dope. Mm. The one with um, yeah, Ari Lennox, Ty Dolla Signs, mm. Omen, and um, fucking. That was a dope thing that he did though. Yeah, it's fucking great. What a guy. <laughs> anyway, and he's apparently um. Like near the end, like he's like gonna stop doing music. I believe it. I believe it too. Yeah. Like, there's people that you wouldn't believe it, but for like him. for him, for him, for sure. The way he talks about life and and enjoying it, and um, I think for him, like when things are too much, or if he feels like he's done, he's just gonna yeah. do what's best for him. Absolutely, and I love that yeah. about him. As like, opposed to most of us. Who are just like... Oh. We'll try to keep, you know... <laughs> keep everybody happy. Past our limits. Yeah. Oh, boy. Good old limits. <sighs> so, I'm supposed to be calling our, our on-the-phone guest soon, but... When you, when you don't, like, schedule it way ahead of time, people have lives. So, like... I get it, but at the same time, it's like, but you would be in the car right now with a. She's like, my it's my cousin that I'm calling this time, and she's like, I'm in the car with mad people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh well, that's that's great. So there's another thing I'm gonna do. Then um, I'm gonna advertise about something that I like. Hmm, something that I like that I was. Oh, so um, I don't know if you've seen the boys. Have you seen the boys? Mm-hmm. It's on a. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, no, definitely no. Oh, not an Amazon Prime person? No, Amazon does get their own series like Netflix? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Dope. I didn't know that. It's fucking awesome. So, yeah. like, yeah, if you go on Amazon Prime video, yeah. uh, uh, The Boys, it's about, um, it's like a superhero thing to where they are, I, I, saying anything about it would kind of spoil it. But basically, it's like, Basically, if, if superheroes were in real life, like how that would really go, like how they would be organized as a group of like as a society, how not superheroes would mm-hmm. 
live around them and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, it's pretty great show. Like they just did one season. I think the new season starts up soon. Um, yeah. Gotta check it out. You gotta check that out. What's something that you've seen lately that you? Uh, so I've um, I've I've seen this thing on Netflix called The Mind Explained. It's uh, they have about six different episodes, about twenty minutes each, where they talk about like the brain, anxiety, um, um, different things about the mind. Um, that I'm super. I mean, obviously that that would be with. something that you would. Yeah, no, um, I'm not really. Another thing that um, a million little things is pretty cool. Uh, Romney Malco, who I'm really tight with, um, plays a depressed person on there whose friend committed suicide, mm. and they're trying to move forward. So that's a pretty dope show that like is back. It was in between seasons, so I really enjoy that. Yeah, cool. And you're, that's a friend of yours. That's in yeah, it? yeah, yeah. No offense. He was on. Shit. That's what's no, up. so he was. He was on. You know who he is. He was on. Oh Beats shit, do I? And um, never watched that. Um, think like a man. Forty year old virgin. None of those. Oh, okay. I no. You know what? I did watch forty year old virgin. The obviously. black, the black ball guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're friends with podcast. him. Yeah. Oh shit. So um, like I said a couple years ago, I was just doing. I was on social media, going live and stuff, mm-hmm. and um. Someone had shared one of my lives with him. Oh fuck, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and he was like um, doing, he was doing, um, he was actually studying to get the pilot for the show. This is like a couple years ago, and um, he was studying about depression, and I happened oh, to be talking about depression, and so he was just like, we met up in Florida. I went to his film festival then. Um, me and my husband, we met him in New York again and we, he's always like, so when I was going to start my, so I was doing the videos and stuff and then I told him, I was like, yeah, I think I want to podcast. He was like, before you start podcasting, you got to read this book called Profitable Podcasting. And I didn't know anything about podcasting. I wasn't one of those people who was like, oh, I always wanted to podcast. Mm. And so, um, I read the book and, um, it taught me how to like put everything together so yeah, he's Fuck, been, I wish I'd have done that. Yeah, he's been very <laughs> instrumental in like Yeah, you gotta tell me to find that me. book. I yeah. need that book. Yeah, it's good. You need to read that shit. Yeah. I'm not profitable. <laughs> it's it's a good book. All right, cool. Cool. Oh, you were in the military. Yeah. Tell me how that went. Um it was I was seventeen. <clears throat> I um I I lived in Georgia. And graduate. I went to three different high schools. <laughs> nice. Graduated. I went to two. Got kicked oh. out of one. Never got kicked out. Just oh, that's yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's probably the better I way. I was a class clown. That was pretty much it. But oh. uh, I was. I remember I was sixteen. The uh, recruiters was at our school, mm. and um, this girl, her name was Lucretia, wanted a, a highlighter from the recruiter because she already got one. She asked me to go get her. A highlighter, and I ended up joining the military. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so I was 16 in the 12th grade because my birthday was in November, so hmm. I turned 17, and um, I went to the military because I'm like, what am I gonna do after high school in Georgia? People were working at fast food restaurants or having babies, and those two didn't feel appealing to yeah, me. Sounds like North Carolina too. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll join the military, right. and I went to the military, and then I was like, ah, this isn't for me either. So, so what? What about it? Was it for you? Um, so, you know, some people, like, people who, a lot of people who go to the military have either military family members, 
So they kind of have a gist of like what was what's going to be happening. I had no idea that when I got off the cattle bus during boot camp in Fort Leonard, Missouri. That oh, you went to Leonardwood too? Yeah. Yo, me too. And, and yeah. it was in the summer. Oh, I, had I was no in the winter. Idea it was that worse. They were, like I had, I had like I'm, I put braids in my hair because I'm like, let me put some braids in my hair. Yeah, that ain't gonna work. I get off the bus, get off the bus, and I'm walking off the bus. Everybody's like shuffling. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And um, I went to the payphone because they had payphones. I joined in 2000. They had payphones. I went to the payphone and um, caught my mom. I was like, these people are bugging. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, get off the, get off the, um, get off the phone. And I'm on the phone like closing the thing like they're bugging <laughs> <laughs> and um ever so for the next week or two i was doing the same shit like just not really complying and the way they got me because people would get in trouble so that, like if you don't know what smoked means um they would put the whole company and like yeah. frontly in the rest position up down up down and then i would be standing on a platform with them <laughs> And they would be like, "This because of you." Thank Jones, thank Jones, because I wouldn't take out my braids. Yeah, I was like, "I'm not taking out my braids," because they want everybody to look the same. I'm like, "I don't, I, I want to be brushing up my hair and stuff." Yeah, like I want to keep my braids in. Like y'all are bugging. <laughs> Yo, so, so um, I remember um, so I so there was this thing where I told my drill sergeant. I wanted to kill him because somebody told me that's how I can like get out of doing it. Mm. They were called like holdovers. Yeah, and, um, for sure. I, I knew a couple of those. Yeah. So then he was like, yo, I know what you're trying to do. He was like, it's not going to work. Yo, just finish these eight weeks and you'll be out of here. And I was like, all right. Because were you, were you active? Were you doing No, I was active? National Guard. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was I, like, th- just I think it out basic. Yeah, you chilling, bro. So, but before, so in 2000 was before 9-11. And, oh, um, yeah. Fuck. That was before we really was National Guard really was not going to the war. Yeah. Then you know after all that National Guard was really oh, yeah, going yeah, we to working. the war. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I, I got my got my life together and um, and I complied and my drill sergeants freaking like loved me like I because I will always be in a front leading rest position smiling because you know I was like whatever it's not that serious yeah. but they will always like dap me up because they see how much I changed yeah and um they appreciated it <laughs> damn that's pretty cool I went to Linderwood that was in 2014 though uh, okay. so like it was how old were you 20 oh okay okay yeah and like it was crazy like I remember getting off cattle bus joints and like everybody yelling and all that shit and like somebody had told me that it was gonna be maybe a little bit worse than what it was because he was a he was an army guy like way 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 back when oh okay, like okay. he was like yo they gonna they gonna say some bad shit about like they gonna talk about your mom everybody like they gonna really make you feel like shit but don't be a bitch and i was like all right so you was right, i'm ready I ain't gonna be no bitch. And like, like, so, you know, you see people crying. You see some people, like, a couple people was, like, on suicide watch. And you just like, yo. Yeah, it's y'all, crazy. Y'all are wilding. It's not that deep. Like, I wake up every morning, like, one of the guys smiling, like, and everybody was like, yo, Covington, why are you smiling? Yeah, and I'm I like, trouble for smiling all the time. Like, well, you know, it's, it's another day. You know, I'm happy. I'm chill. I stayed in trouble for smiling. Yeah. I fucking loved Linwood though. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it it beat me to shit, but I love that. I did. That was awesome. Um, yeah. I, I used to like 
I'm still in the military now, but I so I, I would think that like if I could go back to basic, that'd be dope because like just just how much they whip you into shape. Yeah, but mentally great, it'd though. be different because your mind you get it. Yeah, you know true. I mean? Like I wouldn't be. It would be easier. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Um, the suspension of disbelief, like yeah, like I, I, yeah, like it'll I, be a lot easier. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, nah, this is just hey, whatever. Like yeah. yeah, and that's not good for because you get the mentality <laughs> of it. You yeah. understand what yeah. was happening. Because I remember first time I went to AIT, I went. I also went to two AITs because I fucked up the first one. Um, so when I went to AIT the first time, I was just like, okay, you know, too much freedom, way too much freedom. Because I went Fort to Lee? no, I went to um, first I went to Fort Sam. Oh okay, and uh. Texas and because I was going to be a medic which I was great in the classes but I kept failing the uh, NREMT mm-hmm. so it was a a lot more freedom than I should have had arguably because I was just like oh shit cool I'm about to do whatever the fuck I want and like that's not what I should have done mm. like everybody else was like getting together studying and shit and I was just like oh mm. fuck that I'm about to go be reckless Cause I was being reckless at the, at the time, um, and uh, yeah, it just did not work out. Like especially because in in school, I never studied. Like I'm not saying I'm a genius, but like I was You're smart. I kept I like retained information very well, so I never studied. And then like even when I tried college the first couple of times, I didn't stop college because I couldn't get the work done. It was mainly because I, I was just always working. I never went to class, mm. so like. Um, and I'm gonna go back to college because I I can't like. It makes more sense to me to get the degree and have those loans than to not have the degree and still have those loans. So oh, I'm like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that done at some point. But um, so yeah, I I was a piece of shit and failed that first one, and then I got sent to Fort Lee to do um with vehicle mechanics, and then oh, okay. knocked that out of the park. But the second time I was in AIT, I was just like, eh, I mean, y'all relax, relax, guys. It's not that deep. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, this is what they do. But then when you leave and go to your unit, it's going to be totally different. Yeah. And then I got to my unit and people were calling each other by their first names and shit. Like specialists that, you know, work with uh, the first sergeant, you know, on um, uh, on a day to day basis. They're calling them fucking by their first names. And I'm just like the fuck is happening right now and it's like eh, it's just because yeah, they're like, people at the end of the day but right and yeah. so I, like that's the thing I, I could never conform with the whole like um ranking thing because mm-hmm. I, I felt like a, a um um first sergeant should get more respect than a captain because they've been in oh, there for sure longer but <laughs> yeah. the captain gets, yeah. yeah you know what i mean like that kind of stuff is like we is like messed up to me they used to make the joke there was like uh what's the difference between uh uh, a lieutenant and a private first class. Yeah, and right. it's the it's the the difference is the private first class has been promoted twice. <laughs> it's like yeah. a lieutenant is just. It's just yeah. It to just me, that doesn't make no sense to me at I all. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm. But that's how it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, I enjoy the military. Uh, it's it's like the one thing that I've been doing consistently. <laughs> like, and everything else has just been for the money. You know what I'm saying? Because the guard doesn't pay. The guard doesn't pay well. Mm-mm. But, um, you know, I would I would go active duty if I could be in, like, behavioral health or be a medic or something. But otherwise, I wouldn't want to. You wouldn't do it, yeah. 
Oh, it, I'm a PAO now, so I, like I do public affairs and photojournalism, uh, stuff like that. But I still wouldn't want to do active duty doing that. Mm, okay. Yeah, not really. That would be dope. It would be kind of cool though. Like I like people meet like when um celebrities come to the fucking bases and stuff. Like they they're the people that deal with them. Like oh, okay. escorting and stuff. But I've never been like huge on like famous people. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Like especially working at TSA. Like, people would come through the airport, especially at Boston. Like, it's a it's a popular, like, it's one of those airports that people come through. Right, like Boston or L.A. Yeah. So, like, people would come. I met, um, what's his name? He was, uh, he was Morgan on, um, Criminal Minds. Um, oh, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, I met that guy. He was cool. Cool guy, I guess. But, like, everybody was, like, tripping. Like, losing their fucking minds. And I'm just like, you There's relax. a couple people I would do that for. J. Cole is one. You would lose your mind? Yeah. Like, J. Cole? I was really excited. Um, I think, I used to think that I would lose my mind if I met, um, if I met John Legend, because, like, I was, like, oh, a huge okay. John Legend fan. And I think I still am a huge John Legend fan, but I just think that I would more so ask him a bunch of questions mm-hmm. than be, like, losing it. Like, oh, my God, let me get a picture. Like, I would, like, really want to sit down with him, like, yo, can I ask you, like, 80 questions I, I promise I won't go over 80 like and I would just like start like oh yeah, cool 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 write that down and like, I would do that more so like I think one day I want to meet like Larry King oh, okay that would be so dope but Cause obviously he's about to die like he's very old yeah oh, okay. but he's very old like so J- John Legend is because like your music, music absolutely right? yeah. yeah so because for me J. Cole is like I love his thought process or mm-hmm. like Gary V. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a motivational speaker. I don't know speaker. who Gary is, but white dude, motivational speaker. He's super. John C. Maxwell. Yeah. So like, there's people where I, because for me, like the way that I'm able to maintain my mentality is by um, sucking up the energy of like whether it's a podcast, a book, or if it's people I meet. So my circle, my my like circle that keeps me grounded is small because I'm on a different level mentally. And so that's why somebody like J. Cole, I would love to like chat with just to see like what motivates him, what right. keeps him going. To you just know? get all that knowledge. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he's obviously like a more one of the more grounded. Mad grounded, yeah. Rappers. I, I think the same about Kendrick though. Because like. Yes, he's, Kendrick's too. You never hear from him unless he's doing music. Like yeah. he's, he does his music and it disappears. And a lot and of. And it's mus- like that's so dope. And a lot of musicians are um, a lot of like. Music is a form. When I talked about coping mechanisms, music is a form of coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like you see that um, I have this um, thing on my wall that says music, and it talks about all the different things that it does, inspires people. Like music is a, a form of art. Like and musicians, and and I talked about this one time on, on my podcast, actually with Rami Malko. He talked about like how, especially in America, people in the artsy world, they struggle with finding their place mm-hmm. because it's not like, for instance, I'm a therapist, I go to school, I could get private practice yeah. or I can work for somebody. Go to school, get a it's job, pretty, that's it. Yeah, it's pretty right. like standard. But like when you're a musician, it's not, you got to really find your path and find your place. Because especially when you don't, like, because for what my brother is struggling with, like it's just, yes, your passion is music, but right. you have to make money. Yeah. So then you get this, tug between like do i do what makes the money with music which could cheapen like like who he is as an artist or do i like i'm telling him like yo just keep 
work your job. Yeah. Do the music when yeah. you can until you have like a, you know, a, but that's a, a balance. Yeah. That's a balanced viewpoint that a lot of people like don't think about because mm-hmm. obviously you need money to survive. Right. But then you also want to be able to fulfill your passion. Right. And so if people can look at it that way and say, because it's not like you're completely giving it up. Right. Um, you're you're trying to do both. Um, but it's it's a it's a hard thing because you have to really like make your your lane because there's no lane set up where it's like okay you do this then you can be a producer you could be an engineer right like you really have to find your path and it's really um it's really like little baby steps that you have to celebrate right so and not think of it as like when i get to this point then things would be good like just celebrating every like every step that you take yeah and i like even for me like i i I find myself, I just realized maybe a couple of days ago, I think it was yesterday though, like that I like to tag along t- to people's um, passions because I like to help, but then, and like see them succeed and stuff like that. But like it also, and like for a long time, I thought that it was because, oh yeah, no, I like to help. And like, if I can be an asset, I'm going to be an asset. And then boom, like I like pushing people along. But I think most of it is because like that, like it tickles the fancy of like, ooh, I I got, I saw success in something that I did without actually risking like it all and like putting it all into something that I'm building from the ground up. And like, that's not, it's safe, but it's not actually pursuing what I want to do. Like it stops me from having to sit and think about what really, yeah. You know. And that's fear, I think. Yeah. You know, a lot of that is fear and um it sucks because like you it's easier for you to put your passion into somebody else's success yeah. but not your own. And I think like we like for instance, like we'll go do that nine to five, but we maybe have this entrepreneur goal mm-hmm. and we won't even dedicate um any time to our own goal, but we'll do everything for this nine to five job, right? Yeah. And it's like a perspective thing. When you start to think about it, it's like there's nothing wrong with me helping somebody pursue their passion, but like, what am I, what did I do for myself today? And, and yeah. the fear stops us from like really being consistent with ourselves and allowing ourselves, our, ourselves to grow in that way. Yeah. And I, and I, and I even think that it allows me to learn how they, how they get through their creative process, but really their creative process is not going to be yours. So I'm really just watching someone else work. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's good to all. network and be around like people with similar like um, goals and mindsets. But then it's like, what did I do for myself today? Like yeah. we're not selfish enough with ourselves to make sure that we're like, for like growing in a way that we want to grow. For sure. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's looking like this, uh, Call isn't gonna happen. I'm not gonna just like not that I don't enjoy talking to you, but I just feel like oh, never mind. She says she's ready. Cool. I'm gonna call her now. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't want to like drag it along and then like it not be. What it do, boo? <laughs> oh god. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you talk? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello, co-host. How are you? Good. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Celeste, actually. Um, Celeste, Chanel, Chanel, Celeste. Hello. Hello. Do your hello. Good morning. Good morning, all. Good morning. 
Well, I just woke up from right now, so it feels it feels like morning to me. My day just got started, so what's up? <laughs> All right. First of all, you you doing good. What are you doing today anyway? That your day just start just got started. So technically, I'm in Atlanta right now. So uh, that's what happened. I went out last night, didn't get into the wee hours of the morning, and now I am here, and I had to check out of my Airbnb. So I was like, geez, I I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. So I took a nap at brunch while everyone else was eating. Okay. So you're literally just just left for Atlanta. What are you doing in Atlanta? I came out here because a friend of mine is moving out here, so it was kind of like, hey, she's moving out here. Let's go and visit her and support. And also, I'm not. I don't know if you're aware, but Jody, my lover and friend, was emceeing an event for the weekend, so oh. she wanted me to come out here and support her. You know, I just, didn't know that at all. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that what was a good really friend awesome. you are. Thank or, you. Or lover, I try. I'm said. I'm a great I'm a great friend and a great cousin. <laughs> is that is that a like I should thank you for answering the phone type hint? Is no, you don't ever have to thank me for answering the phone. It's you, but you know I'm great to you. <laughs> oh yeah, you are great. So, um, as I already sent you this text earlier, so um, do you have a random piece of advice for, for you for well, not for me, for people, period, just whatever you're thinking about. Yes. The, the piece of advice that I tell people, especially when I first meet people is just be themselves. And whether I like you for you or whether I don't, that's never going to be your issue. That's my problem. Yes. So present yourself as who you are and people will love you for that. And if they don't, then you'll find people that are attracted to you for you. Don't ever pretend to be someone else or anything of that nature. Trust me, the world is a large place, so you will find someone for you. Yes. Damn, that's, so that's fucking dope. That's so good. See, I like this. This is why I like doing this part because, like, mm. I know. I I keep telling you the new format. I love it. Like, I listened to the last episode that you did, and you called the singer and i was like this is so dope i was like i i really love this the format and how everything's just so structured now so keep doing great things thanks so (laughs) appreciate that um so the next part would be the incredibly honest part so like just any critique of me or anything you want me or would like to see me change within myself about who i am as a person it's, it's hard to say like i want you to change something about yourself when i clearly just stated yeah, right. who you are. <laughs> so right, right. It's, it's kind of like um well be who you are but you can change this so yeah. i mean it, I, I or maybe ways it. maybe ways that he can grow like ways that you see like maybe he's stopping himself from growing Okay, so one thing that I noticed about my dear cousin, he's a lovely, lovely young man, very out there and doesn't really, he's not shy. Like, he, he makes moments that could be awkward for me, very, hmm, not awkward, basically. Mm-hmm. So he does that for me, but I encourage him to do that for himself as well. Mm. So... In situations where I'm slightly uncomfortable, he has situations as well that he may be feeling uncomfortable or just a little more 
extrovert than an introvert. So I encourage him to be more introverted because he has an amazing personality. And when he does put himself out there, he has great conversations. So I just encourage him, encourage him to continue putting himself out there and don't hold back. I love it. That's so good. I agree. You're welcome. That's actually a good piece. I like that. Also, um, so the last thing would be if you have anything that you're want to um, advertise or promote. Yeah, I want to promote a couple of things. All right, go for it. A couple of things. I want to give a shout out to Paul Rommel. That is a fashion line by Stanley. My, yeah. Yes. So that is Boston actually is small, like one of my. Bro. Yeah, Boston is a very, very small city. So that's actually one of my very, very good friends. And he always holds it down for me. So I just want to applaud them. They just did their second fashion show over the weekend. I was so devastated that I wasn't in town to actually make it. But I just encourage him to, as he says, continue living in his renaissance and choosing love over fear because love conquers all. And I also want to shout out She's standing right next to me, so I'm just going to walk away from her because I don't want her to hear that I'm shouting her out because she's going to get all mushy-gushy on me and try to hug me. So I want to also shout out Joda Lee because she's doing such an amazing job out here. And I don't know if people are aware or familiar with Jody and some of the work that she does, but she did the program Europe, and now she is the president of the alumni board, and she sits on that, and she actually emceed the entire summit this weekend for the alumni. Nice. And she's also starting her own company called Love Jody, and it's about women empowerment and, you know, making sure you learn to love yourself no matter what's going on in your life. So those are my two shout outs. These people are very near and dear to me. Like they're my heart. So I feel like everyone should love them as well and check out the amazing work that they're doing. That's yeah. dope. Shit, that's dope. You're such a good friend. Oh I know, my right? Gosh. Oh, thank you. And a cousin, don't forget. Oh, yeah, and, and, and cousin. And cousin, <laughs> for sure. All right. All right. I'm going to let you uh, get back to your supporting your friend. Thank I you appreciate for, that. Thank you yeah. for calling me. Thank you for You're answering. You're beautiful, Celeste. You too. Of course, I was going to answer. It was nice meeting you, Celeste. Hopefully, I meet you in person one day so I can put the voice and the face together. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boston is Enjoy small. your day. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I've already met her and just, you might I wasn't have. aware, but you might have. it happened. All right. Well, you have a good day. All right. You too. Stay right. by. Oh, that was pretty cool. I right? like that. I like mm-hmm. doing that part. What made you come up with that idea? Because I'm random. Oh, and okay. I And I don't talk to my, to the, like, I was looking through the people in my contacts and I don't talk to a lot of them enough. So I was just like, eh, it'll kind of make me talk to everyone. I love it. So like, really like if it's once once or twice a week, eh, it's not that bad. That's I good. Get a conversation out. Yes. Good, good five minutes. Even though I talk to her a lot, but oh, it's okay. just like, I tried like three different people this, like on the way to uh, come here and like people were just like, oh yeah, no, nah, I'm at work actually. And I was like, I know people work on Sundays. I'm, I'm never at work on Sunday. But yeah. And then so it went right back to her. But yeah, good old Chanel. So yeah, so Paul Rameau, I met Stanley. He's a great guy. Um, quiet, cool guy though. He I don't seems know cool. him. I just follow him on social media. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. And um, actually, and my my cousin um, Bryant, 
um, her her brother. He's a uh, one of the creative minds in that in that oh, group. Wow. So that's pretty dope to see. Yeah, just this is another thing that I want to do, and I just like like I found myself like trying to tag along to that, and that's like what I was talking about. Like I found myself trying to tag on to that and be like, oh yeah, like oh you want to do a just, clothing line? Yeah, there's oh, so much wow. I want to do. Like mainly with just pictures of people's faces because I do photography, right. so it's like putting like photography and then like clothing and stuff. Like there's so many things I want to do. I just have really to organize creative it. Mind. You have to organize it. You have to like, really got to organize it. Be consistent and you yeah, have to believe yeah, in yourself. Sure. Yeah, <sighs> you're right. You're so right. God damn it. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so do you have anything? Um, upcoming that you want to promote or anything because no, we've reached I am in between my seasons season three of my podcast starts December the 2nd so how do you how do you um organize seasons like what makes you end a season and um, is it just a certain so, amount of yeah the first season or? I I stopped after six months um so then I I made that like my thing. So it was about 25 episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 25 episodes um, is is my season. But anybody can make their season, whatever it looks like. Oh. I've seen people organize their podcast differently. Some just does episodes. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing about the book that I read, Profitable Podcasting, is the, the consistency. And that's how you kind of keep your like... Um, audience engaged so that they know like when to expect you and so like I'm very like systematic not just in my life but in the professional world and I think like being an entrepreneur really helps me uh, maintain like the consistency with my podcast too I gotta read that fucking book yeah yeah because I'm I'm starting to do things a little more consistently like Mm -hmm. the format thing like this is like the fourth episode that I've done it Mm -hmm. but I'm like yeah, I'm probably gonna rock with this for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's one yeah. of the things the book talks about is like the when you're podcasting, make sure whatever your theme is, um, or whatever your goal is, never forget that so that you don't lose your audience. Right. right. So like if you have this consistent format and the way that you do things, people are gonna know to expect that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna read that book. I'll just keep saying it because like I need to do it. But, um, okay, so you don't have anything coming up. You're in between seasons. No, the only seasons. thing, um, November, it's down the road, but November 30th, I'm going to be celebrating um, season three before it starts at Fort Hill Bar and Grill. Oh, cool. Um, where I'll be having my books and my merchandise on sale, so that's going to be exciting. That's cool. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're and you're no longer doing the, 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 the in-person therapy thing anymore. Oh, right now I am until the end of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be doing... Next year, just online therapy. Online yeah, therapy. Yeah, it's so much more convenient. For sure. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> All right, cool. And um, so how do how do people get... So, uh, CelestaTherapist.com, anywhere. Um, I'm on all social media platforms at CelestaTherapist. Except... Yeah. Except Instagram was like it's so. I have a personal like Instagram oh, yeah, and a personal. business right. one. Gotcha. They're both public, but one it's it's me Celeste, and the other one is Celeste therapist. So I like to um, some people just want to like know about the mental health stuff. So I like to keep that stuff separate from like me partying or whatever. Yeah, I used to have um I used to have a 
I guess you would say personal Instagram mm-hmm. where I was just like posting random shit. Mm-hmm. And then when I started the photography one, I was just like, I'm not real. I noticed that I wasn't using the other one. Like mm-hmm. I would just post pictures that I took with my camera. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm not using this anymore. So I just deleted that shit. And I was like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. But, deleted your personal one? Yeah, I just deleted it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. I just did. I think you overthought it. Too yeah, much. For, probably. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Fuck this one." <laughs> like, definitely overthought it. But eh, whatever, <laughs> it already happened. So, and then now I have the podcast one too. So nice. But and eventually I'm gonna start like doing the video. But I gotta. I have two cameras. I'm gonna get one more because I want to have like view of both view oh, of me wow. view. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, but that's just. That's just stuff I learned, like army. You know what I'm saying? Like nice. army, just video, high tech. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. Oh boy. So um, you know, at the end, I'm just oh. First of all, shout out to Thirty from the Ville. He did the intro nice. that you heard. Um, he has another album, album tape. Don't know what he's calling it. Project is mm-hmm. coming out called Dark Side. Um, out of Fayetteville. So, nice. you know what I'm saying? Um, Cole don't know what's about to hit him. No, I'm just, no. <laughs> no. Um, but also my brother, uh, Swami the Bohemian, um, he actually, his music's the outro. And um, shout out to my mom, who I know is listening to this. And Jose, who else? Who, who I also know is listens to all of my episodes. Nice. And um, yeah, Jose's my best friend. And of course, Chanel, thank you for being on the show. And then, obviously, Celeste, thank you for being on the show. This was awesome. This was fun. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you know. And uh, I think, and this is something I'm, I'm still trying out that I'm whether I'm going to do it every episode or not, but I'm going to do it again. So you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tweak it eventually. But you know, shout out to abortions if you want to get an abortion you know what i'm saying do that um also checking your own privilege you know what i'm saying make sure you're not out here being entitled in these streets that's crazy and um working on being more open-minded yeah which is something that we should all try to do and learn and shit so uh you know have a good week or night or whatever you know what i'm saying and uh again this is my brother my like blood brother it's crazy because my episode is like As soon as I started structuring it, it just